0: You're listening to Aged Care Insight Radio.
1: Aged Care provider Whidden will implement rapid COVID-19 testing at their largest aged care campus, Whidden Eastern Park in Glenfield. They'll use rapid antigen tests. They are on-the-spot screening tests that detect antigens or proteins found on the surface of the virus and deliver a positive or negative result in just 10 minutes. Joining me to talk about the move is Wooden CEO Chris Mamorellis. Chris, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, good, good. Thanks for uh, talking to me.
1: Chris, what's the thinking behind this
0: move? Well, we had been sort of keeping an eye on how the lockdown and the latest um, levels of uh, community transmission were sort of increasing and and really we saw it sort of closing in on us at Glenfield, sort of being in the heart of southwest Sydney. We had suburbs like Macquarie Field, Liverpool, Casula. Where, where things were, were not improving and then Glenfield as a suburb itself started getting named. So the risk started to increase uh, and uh, we still have uh, the vaccination program rolling on with our team members. So we still had, uh, by our standards, low levels of, of vaccination rates and we started just thinking, what else can we do to mitigate the risk and, and protect our employees and our and our residents at Glenfield? And it, context is important because our site at Glenfield is quite large. It's one of the, the, the largest sites you'll find in aged care with almost 600 residents across multiple homes. It's a, uh, a blended community with a, a, a hub for home care and retirement village as well. So... There's a lot of risk there, so we needed to, to sort of find some other uh, means and other other ways to protect people
1: there. So yeah, Chris, if we can take a step back to that, so what are your current vaccination rates? We know that you have to report that now to to the government that's come in mm. recently. What's your vaccination rates among staff and then amongst residents?
0: Look, across our entire group, it's in the 15 to 20% range, it's sort of 15 to 20%. Um, context for that is important. There are not a lot of regional homes as well. Um, at Glenfield itself, it's probably been around 15%. And thankfully, the common, a Commonwealth funded inreach team, vaccination team was deployed this week. I think the Commonwealth responded to the uh, outbreak as well by sending these teams out, uh, and they sent a team out this week. We believe our estimates are that our vaccination rates now at Glenfield are probably around the fifty to sixty percent mark. After that uh, inreach team paid, paid us a visit, so mm. we've considerably closed that gap. But this, that's the first jab, and there's still there's still uh, you know there's still another um significant group there within the within the team that have to get vaccinated as well.
1: Mm, yeah, that's a pretty big jump in, in the space of a week. Uh, and I'm thinking Gladys bradrick also announced that everyone in your area, HK workers, teachers, are prioritised for Pfizer. So, I mean, has that made an effect or have you heard anything to that, um, you know, that that's kind of been welcomed among staff?
0: Look, I think that um, our... our, our Team members are members of the community, ordinary members of the community like we all are. And we know there's there's vaccine hesitancy, there's confusion, there's all those things. And people in aged care are no different. When you speak to them, they share all of those same sort of concerns and issues. So I think getting uh, making it easier for the team to access the vaccine is really important. And, and you know, we jumped from 15 to 50% because we had an in-reach team visit us. And, and, and our team members were able to access the vaccine while they were working, while we were paying them, while they were rostered on. So there are we know there are strategies that are going to make it a lot easier. And there there's discussions going on now about having priority hubs nearby and all those sorts of things. We encourage it. We've been encouraging it from day one. So I think all of these things collectively are going to assist us. And, of course, we've got a deadline in September now to mm. to meet. So we're all working towards that. And and the team members are aware of it, just like they say. Um, they supported the the flu vaccine and that whole um, timetable last year. I'm sure they're going to you know do something similar with that issue year without support.
1: Mm. Now, uh, you're unfortunate in that you're the, the first kind of provider that I've spoken to since the the mandate of September has come in. So I'll ask you, um, do you think that this is going to be an issue? Do you think staff are going to leave um, from your experience or the feedback you're getting from, from the homes? Are staff going to leave or, I mean, are you worried about not making the deadline?
0: Oh look, I, I think the anecdotally talking to staff now um, and talking to other providers now, um, I think there are going to be staff that are going to leave and they won't they won't take on the vaccine. Well, I think I think before we start talking about staff leaving, I think it's, the first point is that there are going to be employees in aged care who don't want to take the COVID vaccine. So, for all the different reasons and things that have been discussed today. Are they going to be pushed out of aged care? That's ultimately, that's the question. Are they going to be pushed out of aged care? And I think we need to watch, uh, I think we need to do two things. We need to focus on the target. We need to focus on supporting the the team to get to the maximum levels of vaccination that we can. Um, When the state orders, uh, health orders are released, um, which I believe are coming soon, that will tell us what exemptions are going to be available for staff. My, My thinking is it'll only be medical exemptions. So once we have all that information and we approach that September deadline, then, then we'll know. The question is going to be: will will the Department of uh, will the government essentially force us to, to um, push these employees out at a time where we can't afford to do to do that? We don't have staff um, in aged care, um, or will there be other? Will they extend the deadline? Will they put other measures in? And and I think. We're going to be faced with this problem in whatever it is, eight weeks' time when we get there. We're going to be faced with this problem that all aged care operators are going to have a portion of their workforce that isn't vaccinated. And I don't think it's going to be as simple as just, you know, saying that this is a deadline and now you need to tell these people to move on. It's it's far more complicated than that. And I think the government's going to have to deal with it in in the coming weeks.
1: So let's move on now to the rapid antigen tests. Um, I saw a, a release from the government just maybe fifteen or twenty minutes ago. Uh, is this a government-run thing in, inside your home, or is it in conjunction with the government? They mentioned a rapid antigen tests at a large home. They didn't, I don't think, mes- mention Widden by name.
0: So I haven't, I haven't seen the release, so I can't comment on that. Um, so I know that. Before we kick this off, I did what all, all good providers should do, and we, we spoke to uh, the Commonwealth, told them what we were, were doing. We explained our situation. We spoke to New South Wales health um, authorities as well, explained the situation to them. And by all accounts, both, um, both, both agencies were very supportive of what we were doing. So uh, I, I'll have to catch up with, yeah, with the position. I'm not, it yeah.
1: seems like they might be taking, um, taking a bit of credit for what you're up to there then.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll have to follow up on that one. I must say that um, I think uh, that uh, the rapid antigen tests, we, uh, we're not experts in that. We, we had to partner with another organisation called Respond Global. There's a, the, the, the gentleman there that we're dealing with, Dr Ian Norton, he, he is a specialist in this area, and we, uh, we are specialists in aged care, so we relied on information there. By all accounts, the due diligence that we conducted on the rapid antigen testing is is quite good. It suggests that the particular um, the particular test that we're using, CareStart, um, it has the accuracy levels are good. Um, they're quite impressive in terms of asymptomatic people, and um, you know, as another measure, as a, as, a, as part of a a multi-layered process to protect your workforce and your your residents i think it's a great component to to have and um the more i learn about it the more surprised i'm not uh, we're not seeing this more widely used in other areas uh, of the country
1: Mm, so yeah let's kind of go to that because the speed of the rapid antigen tests i think you get it within 10 to 30 minutes i think depending on which ones they are but it comes with a bit of a trade-off that while they take just minutes they are less reliable. I think the sensitivity is lower because you need more of the virus to kind of get them to test positive.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, I think that um, th- there's two things at work here. So, uh, in in um, in symptomatic people, there's an accuracy level of somewhere around the. I, I say it's the mid nineties. It, it varies, but it looks like it's around the ninety five percent mark, which is quite good. Asymptomatic. Uh, it was, on the, on the sensitivity and the specificity, specificity I, look, it was around the 50 to 60% mark um, in that range. So in asymptomatic people, it, it dropped significantly. However, as you say, the, what what compensates for this is, A, the speed of the test and the frequency. We're doing this every, every single day. We're doing it at the moment, at the peak of the uh, pandemic or this current lockdown, we're doing this every day for weeks on end consecutively. So it really, with all the other measures in place as well, it is a really good additional measure um, to have. The the quick turnaround is super important um, as an aged care provider because particularly at Glenfield, I have 350 people, the 400 coming in every day to start shifts. So we have to manage that process, and it's the only way you can do it. The the PCR tests that New South Wales Health use are by far the best, the gold standard test, but they they take a long time. It's it's uh, you know the horse is bolted by the time you get a result back, and we're trying to protect the workforce and our residents on a daily basis and manage complex rosters at the same time
1: yeah so you the, the the upside obviously is that you could potentially stop an outbreak by catching someone highly infectious and even if i guess even if it was a false positive which i think is quite unlikely um you're still ahead of the game so you're testing staff every single day when they get to work
0: that's exactly right the the at glenfield at our campus here we've set up multiple rapid testing stations because we have multiple homes so they're stationed positioned in front of each of those homes and there's the Team members turn up uh, through, across all the shifts throughout the day. Um, we have registered nurses who are manning those stations and before they start their shift, um, they're, they're tested. And, and they you know, obviously have to wait for the 10 minutes There's a procedure and, they, and then once they're cleared, they go in. And
1: so are you testing just staff or is there any testing of un, sorry, unsymptomatic or obviously sort of to the eye unsymptomatic uh, residents?
0: So so the resident, the resident vaccination rates are very good. They're, they're in the low 90% mark. So resident vaccination rates are good. We're, we're testing all staff that come in. We're testing all contractors that come in. Um, obviously, in Greater Sydney and, and in New South Wales, um, there are restrictions on who can come into, uh, into, the, into our home. And visitors are coming in, again, under restrictive guidelines from the government, that any visitor that comes in at the moment is also being tested.
1: Yeah, that was going to be my question that, you know, after this, because I guess you're going to be looking at how it works over the next couple of weeks. But after this, and maybe, you know, touch wood, we're all kind of out of lockdown soon and back to some semblance of normality again. But is this something you would potentially keep on for visitors, you know, coming into the coming into homes to really you know put another shield to stop the spread?
0: I think the, I think the, um, there's obviously a, a substantial cost attached to all of this. Um, mm. That's the reality. And, and in this particular case, we it was about managing the risk. So the risk escalated. Our, this particular home was in a really high risk area with all of the activity going on around us. So we have sort of um, managed this process around a period that we think is at the top of the cycle and we're going to monitor it and go from there. A, it, the reality is the, the effort and energy that goes into this, the resources that you have to put into this, the cost of the tests themselves, and given the, the huge, huge financial challenges and pressures aged care providers are under today, and we're no, no different in that mm. regard, it's not sustainable. You could, we could not afford uh, and we're a not-for-profit. we We couldn't afford to do this uh, three hundred and sixty five days a year. It's not feasible, not without uh, government support. So if the government, um, for example, started to subsidise the test kits as as one example, that that could that could help or if the government had a program where they were you know running this or or, or whatever, it, it needs some form of government intervention for any, not just with any provider to make it sustainable. But what we would consider, is as other areas flare up, and, mm-hmm. and let's hope it all just, you know, it dies down and we see the end of it. But if we have further flare-ups, I, I think really, and while we're waiting for the whole population to be vaccinated, that, that's the, time, the most critical timeline. And I think the pressure will subside once our population reaches that sort of herd immunity or, or the percentage of vaccination that, that we're after. But during, until then, I think any site that gets any sort of flare-up in a region or an LGA... I think I, I, I would certainly consider doing it again.
1: Chris Momorellis, thank you very much for joining us. Yep,
0: yeah, thanks, Connor. It was a pleasure.